When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live, where we are here to review Derby 1, Forest 1, and we've made our own double change from the preview show, where Steve Nicholson is off unceremoniously, ageing legs replaced by youth in the form of our fellow Reach football writer, Rich Cusack. Hello, Rich. Hi guys, thanks for inviting me on. And Barry Cooper has, uh, well, his Wi-Fi succumbed terribly, so Sarah Clapson has stepped into the breach. Welcome back, Sarah. Hello, welcome. Sarah, what was it like? I assume you were, well, putting your fan hat on, not your writer's hat on, pretty gutted or not after 97 minutes? I think because of the way it happened, Forrest will be, though you could tell they were gutted at the end, but... If you let after you let the dust kind of settle on it, I think a point really is is not a bad result. Um, and they played really well. I think they deserved to win it definitely. Um, it was just the manner in the which they conceded it right at the end. Um, looked like they were going to hang on and get the three points, and then just that that horrible minute right at the end. Um, yeah, it was gut wrenching for them. But in the cold light of day, I think a point it, it really isn't that bad. It probably a point is better for for Derby. They they were they probably needed it more than Forest. Forest, I think the top two is always going to be a stretch for them, um, and it, it's more just about kind of accumulating enough points to to make sure of the top six place really. Albeit, I think they're pretty much they're pretty much there. Um, it would take quite a spectacular fall now for them to drop out. Um, but yeah, just the way it happened really was was pretty gutting. Rich, you, you cover the Rams, but you're also a big Rams fan. How, how would Derby fans have reflected on, on that game, given the way it finished? I think um, to get away from that game with a point was, was nothing but, but positive. I mean, Derby were laboured, they, they were poor. Um, they weren't the Derby we'd seen for the past three matches, and indeed the two before lockdown, um, when they were carving teams open at, at will and, and, and really dictating and dominating the play. And I mean, I um, I was very relieved... Um, to, to, to for Derby to come away from that game with, with a point because they were they were very very poor indeed. What I didn't understand was Koku's tactics at the start of the game. Derby were very conservative, and I guess they didn't want Forrest to counter on them. But it made Derby really easy to play against. What what Rich? What do you what did you make of Koku's tactics? Did he did he get it all wrong? I mean, he's been outmaneuvered by Lamucci a few times now this season. I was really surprised, actually, in the way that Derby started the game because they almost they paid Forrest too, too much respect. They they didn't take the game to them, and and, and they almost looked. Um, I don't want to use the word scared because I don't think the players were scared, but they did look a bit timid and a little bit sort of. I don't know if they were sort of um, perhaps it was might have been a game too far um, in terms of tiredness, perhaps a bit leggy, maybe. But they, 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 when Joe Lolly scored, it was almost you could see it coming from from a, from a mile off. Forest were much the better team, and um, 
I was surprised at the way that Derby set up. Yeah, certainly. Because after, after 10 minutes, I sort of turned to my, my mother and my sister. We were watching a game with them. We both said, we all said the same thing. We said that Forest looked like they were going to go and take this game and, and win it. That was after 10 minutes. Um, so I, I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, I, I was. Forest dominated the game in midfield, really, Sarah, didn't they? The moves yeah. you picked the right three players. They subdued Rooney. Watson did a really good job on Sibley, who, to be fair, I think looks really good without actually doing much in the yeah. game. Midfield is where Forrest got the best of it, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that, that midfield of Sal, Watson and Yates is, is pretty strong. Um, Derby Bailey laid a glove on them, really. They were so slow. They had no tempo. And I think when Lolly scored, he was probably surprised at the amount of space that he was given. They just stood off him. They just let him get the ball onto his left foot and have a go. And when he does that, then, he, you know, more often than not, he'll find the back of the net because he's absolutely deadly. It was a bit surprising in that sense that they... They just gave him the freedom of Pride Park and he could do with it what he wanted. Um, it was a good-looking team, I think, Forrest. They they set themselves up really well. Lamucci obviously had a plan. It worked for pretty much the entire game, right up until that those last few seconds. And that's something that's hampered Forrest quite a bit this season, these lapses of concentration right at the death where they concede these late goals and they don't see games out particularly since the restart, there's, there's been a few late goals that they've conceded. Um, but even prior to that, throughout the season, they've let a few in. And whether it's concentration or whether it's kind of missing chances, which is what they did um, against Derby, they missed plenty to have made the game safe. They just don't, sometimes they're just not able to see the games out as you would hope or, or as you would expect. And that's that's why they're where they are, really. If they had, they'd be in the top two. But those drop points have proved costly. Yeah, we'll come on to Lav's concentration and terrible goals. But looking at the first goal, I mean, I don't think it was a great day for keepers all around. I thought Samba didn't have his best game at all. But do you think, Rich, that Heyman might be disappointed with that first goal? I know it went into the corner, but he looked a bit flat-footed, do you think? It was pinpoint from Lolly, wasn't it? It was in upper post. They're always hard to get those ones that nestled right in the corner. But but I think... um... You know, having watched it, I've, I've watched the replay, but it's slowed down. And it's easy for me to sit here and say, yeah, we should be moving, watching it on half speed where it looks like everything's going so slow. But I just, I think that you, you, two players could have gone and charged Lolly down there. I mean, they shouldn't have let him get the ball there in the first place. Never, never mind letting him get the shot away. It's a speculative effort. And I think Hamer, really, the, the question marks have been over Derby's goalkeepers. Um, I'm not sure who's played I'd, I'd, I'd probably wager that in the three games that Derby have played Forest, I think they might have faced a couple of keepers in Calaroos and he, he's, um, he was Derby's number one, obviously. Dropped his big clangor at Wembley in the playoff final. Got a contract off his good form, but he is the only keeper on Derby's books out of the two, Hamer, who's on loan from Huddersfield Town, who's actually with the club and, and he can't get a start. You know, Hamer will probably go back to Huddersfield, but he continues to start. So it's, it's a really confusing situation with Scott Carson on in a Man City as well. But Hamer, I think he, the question marks have been over him. And I, I thought Derby probably should have tested Bryce Samba more because while, while it's good with his feet, I've, I've watched him in a, a couple of, he's been a bit nervy at times this season. I remember being at Birmingham with, with, with Sarah, I think it was on the, the day after transfer deadline day, where earlier, early on, do you remember that, Sarah? Where yeah, he sort of, so. I, forget what, I forget exactly what happened, but he almost seemed to release the ball at Callend off one of the Birmingham players. And I've always thought he looked a little bit. Um, nervy in goal sometimes Bryce Samba so I was surprised Derby didn't test him a little bit more that was what I was sort of saying throughout the game get some shots off let's try and test a goalkeeper at least and and, and Forrest did with Hamer and obviously got the, got the reward 
What do you think, Sarah, about Samba? His, his handling was a bit off, I thought, on the yeah, day. Yeah, he didn't have his best of games, I don't think, against Derby. Some of the crosses he came for, I thought he could have caught them rather than try and punch them. Um, the goal, he definitely could have done better with that, I think. But, I mean, there's been plenty of times this season where he saved for us, where he's made these brilliant saves and he, he's stepped in. He had an off day on Saturday, but he... He's still a good goalkeeper. I think he's still one of the the best goalkeepers they've had for a while. He's pretty solid normally. It's quite uncharacteristic of him to make such a a, a big error like that. He's like Richard said. He has had a few, but I think you'll struggle to find a goalkeeper that that doesn't have the odd slip up. Derby started the second half a little bit brighter, and then Lamucci made some interesting subs that I thought actually worked out really well. He put a more attacking player in silver. Uh, Costa, who I thought had a decent game, came off as well. And then Forrest really should have gone on to win the game, shouldn't they really, Sarah? They, I mean, Silver's hit the post, Graben's missed two, Mighton's had a chance where he's you know, a bit unlucky to lose his footing. Forrest should have gone on to be yeah. two or three up, you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could tell... There was somebody who said um, afterwards that they were surprised that Dawson didn't get brought on at the end to kind of shore things up. And I think you could see from the, the substitutions that Forrest made that they were going for the second goal. They, they were going to attack. They brought on Amiobi and Silva, two attacking players, rather than try and settle for the 1-0. They wanted to increase that lead and they did have their chances. The two that Graben had, you'd normally expect him to put them away. He's normally pretty pretty cool in front of goal. Um Alex Mightens was a good one. Thiago Silva hit the post. Um, they created a few good opportunities, just couldn't take them. Um, and that's what cost them, really, in the end. By the time that it, it got to added time, they should have been two or three in a lot, definitely, and, and made the game safe. It was, um, yeah, they've been cursing themselves afterwards. Did you see Derby ever getting back into it, Rich? Maybe after Graben's miss, did you see any sign of life in them? I did tweet, like, sort of halfway through the second half, saying it feels like there's a goal coming. Obviously, the predictable predictable replies were, um, you know, for Forest. Like three or four people said, "Who for Forest?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, all right." But I did. I think Derby did step it up. I mean, they obviously started the better after half time, but given the performance they put in the first half, couldn't couldn't have started much worse. So I think they did look they did look better. They did look brighter. Um, I think Forest, though, yeah, like Sarah says, he should have been two two or three goals up. Like as a Derby fan, and the right, I mean. Any Derby fans listen to me now won't like it when I say this, but I love Thiago Silva. Like, I think he's, I think he's a brilliant player. I think he um, when he did a little flip flap on was it Dwayne Holmes in the at the City Ground game, I was sort of sat there thinking, wow, he's he's a top player. I think he's brilliant, and he was unlucky to go to go close, obviously. But I did feel like Derby stepped it up a little bit. They started to move the ball around a little bit better. They were getting crosses in. They did manage to finally get the ball into Sibley's feet on the edge of the box, and obviously that's where he got his goals against. Um, against Millwall on the opening game back and that's where he'd set up Tom Lawrence as, um, for his goal against Reading just getting the ball into Sibley letting him work his magic feet it's sort of on the edge of the box and try and trip defenders up or, or, or sort of just create a bit of space and I, I did think Derby were getting back into it I really did um, obviously they went close with I think it was Chris Martin um, when Joseph for some reason let it go out for a goal kick I still don't understand that um, that was a good chance um, I did feel like we were knocking on the door definitely how much did Derby miss Lawrence? Because it wasn't really until Waghorn came on they really even tried to stretch Forrest. Is, is Lawrence the player that can do that? Since the turn of the since the turn of the year, he's been fantastic. Um, he's just been brilliant. Like he he um, obviously scored the opening goal against Reading, which was that lovely twenty-five yard curled effort. Which up until then it was a very even game. Um, he's a really good 
is a player who can conjure something out of nothing. And I think that's what that's the sort of game the Forest match was what Derby needed. Somebody who could you think it'd be Wayne Rooney, but obviously playing from midfield, his his sort of ability to do that is negated somewhat by the fact he plays further back. And I think Lawrence certainly was um, would have been a good player for, for this game because he he um, he's been in brilliant form. And obviously Derby Derby are missing him. You could, you could see that against him against Preston. And obviously they'll miss him for West Brom and, and Waghorn for another three games. So Lawrence is a really good player. He's really improved. You know, he's obviously he's had his troubles and um, been well documented. But since the turn of the year, he's he's just been fantastic. And yeah, definitely, I think he'd, he'd have run at the he'd have run at the Forest um, wing uh, fullbacks, and he obviously would have tried to conjure something in, in the final third, which is what Derby lacked massively. Just mentioning Waghorn there, I mean, you can't gloss over the, the red card. He apologised after the game, saying there was no malice in it. I don't actually buy that. He, I, I thought he looked at the man and his studs were up and his leg was pretty straight and he was lucky he didn't snap that he ate his leg. What do you think, Sarah? Do you, I mean, what it was a horrible happened? challenge. Awful. Mm. Um, I think Yates was lucky to to come out of it like he did really I mean he'd been in the wars a little bit all afternoon really considering he had to wear a mask because of his having been in the wars the previous game um, yeah he really got put through the ringer I don't think you could argue with the red card I think it was it was pretty nailed on Um, he seemed like he went in with a bit of intent but I don't know I guess you kind of have to take his word for it and uh, I don't know but it wasn't a nice challenge do you have to take his word for it, Rich? Is he that kind of player? A little, a little bad. He's not really that. He has to fast a funny thing. Like he's never really showed that sort of. Um, he shows aggression, but he doesn't show sort of unhinged. But that looked to me like um, it was a poor tackle. I saw a couple of people saying, "Oh, it was late, missed time." I mean, the foot was nowhere near the ball, was it? Mm. I mean, I don't see how anybody could argue that he was going for the ball at that challenge. That's what I don't understand. I think he's like I said, like I said just now, he's an aggressive player and he brings some some venom, which is what Derby need. But that is that's just too far the other way, isn't it? I mean, I don't I didn't like that tackle when I saw it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, it's not mistimed if you have time to look at the bloke and know what's coming towards yeah. you. It's mistimed if you pile in and legs clash into each other. To be fair, um, what did you think of the the impact that not having a crowd made? Because I tweeted out I thought the ref had a really good game, and I think not. The, the lack of a crowd was a big factor in that. It was How much of a factor was the lack of a crowd, Sarah? Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think the ref did have a, a decent game. Um, the lack of a crowd probably suited Forrest. Um, I know they said beforehand that they didn't think it would give them any kind of advantage, but I think it probably did. If you're thinking of going to a derby, you know, you think of the atmosphere and you think of the crowd normally and the noise and the fans getting on the referees back or getting on the team's back, it would have such an impact. Um, I'm sure it, it it probably suited Forrest more than it did Derby, um, just being able to play the way that they wanted, really. And they they were able to stick to their plan, um, do what the manager asked of them, play their game, keep a, a lid on Derby, didn't give them very much at all. And had the crowd been there, I think they would have started to, you know, the fans would have got more agitated. You would have heard them getting on Derby's back, encouraging them forward. And that would have added an extra bit of something. Um, Forest have, have, have dealt with the lack of fans since the restart really well. I think they've been really professional about it. Um, and I've been quite surprised by, in all games, that the tempo has been pretty good. They've not, quite, I mean, when you're watching it and you're there, it kind of, you think, oh, it feels a bit like a friendly game or a bit like a pre-season game. Um, but the players are absolutely not like that at all. They're they're very committed. And you can see that by some of the 
the tackles and the fact that they're throwing themselves in front of everything when they're there. I mean, some of them have, have really been put through the ringer in the last few games. They, they're really professional and um, they really want it. You can see that they still really want it. If, if we dissect the, the derby goal in isolation, like you say, they want it. There's no lack of work rate. So what the hell happened, really? Because what Joe Worrell's been so good and it was a terrible decision. And then obviously Samba comes and it's just a cascade of errors. Not, mm. not for the first time in stoppage time. What, what's your take on it? It was a free kick they didn't need to give away in the first place. I think Joe Wall will probably hold his hands up for that and say that, you know, it, it, was, it was needless. It was so soft. Right in the last minute, right, you know, where it was, the timing of it and everything. Um, then the ball came in, obviously, from Wayne Rooney. Bree Samba shouted for it. Didn't really come. Um, it got knocked back in. Nobody cleared it. And, and Chris Martin just somehow managed to scramble it over the line, albeit I think it was Thiago Silva who was there trying to clear it, didn't quite get there. Um, it was a horrible goal. It was a really bad goal to concede. And Forrest had looked really solid for most of the game. Bree Samba really hadn't had that much to do. They'd looked pretty strong defensively. I thought Joe Worrell had perhaps looked a little more nervy than he has done previously but uh, I mean he, he was by no means terrible before that moment and he you know I don't think you can pin all the blame on him by any means um but it was just a, an awful goal it was one they could have avoided um and one you'd probably expect them to avoid but it, it's these late lapses in concentration that are really proving costly it's, I guess like you said that's why they are Fourth, fifth, sorry, mm. not second. I mean, like that goal at Sheffield Wednesday was even worse. So yeah. it is in them. But I suppose you, you take the, the contribution of Warrell over the course of a season with the clearance of Sheffield Wednesday and things like that. And him and Samba and Graben are, are well in credit, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I, don't, I mean, some of the the social media criticism afterwards was, was just awful. Um, they, they really don't deserve that. There are three players who have been absolutely key to how Forest have played and who have got them to where they are. Um, Lewis Graben scored, he's nearly got 20 goals this season and that's not happened for a long, long time at Forest. having somebody do that. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll break that, that tally by the end. Um, he's been crucial. Joe Wall's been brilliant. Him and Tobias Figueiredo have, have been so solid, that partnership. He's made some... Brilliant clearances, um, saved them a few points. Same with Bree Samba, he's pulled off some brilliant saves. It was just, they, they each, for whatever reason, just had a moment against Derby. And it's not about individual players at all, it's about a collective. And Forrest, as a team, as a unit, should have been able to see that out. So, Rich, it's Forrest v Derby in the playoffs. Who's going to win and make it, try and make a good case for Derby? Because they haven't done anything. They haven't really laid a glove on Forrest this season, apart from that one goal. I think the only case I can probably make is um, just the fact that if you haven't beaten him three, then surely the law of averages, he must beat him. <laughs> but no, look, joking aside, I think, um, I think Derby, uh, it'd be interesting because Forrest, if Derby play Forrest in the playoffs, then both teams can't, you know, Forrest can't sit back and, if, if if you decide to sit back and then wait, Derby might get a goal and then it will force them out. They can't do that every game, can they? Especially in the, in the playoffs, you have to have to come out and um, come out and play at least at least um, at least one game. So I think, oh, God, I don't even know where to start. I don't. I wouldn't be able to handle it in the playoffs. I couldn't do it. I go out for a run or something. I go for, I go to the gym if it's open. I just I, I do anything other than watch that game. I think. Are they actually going to make the playoffs then? Do you think Derby? I think it's in their own hands. They've got um, we've got five games left, five massive games. They've got to play Brentford, Leeds, 
they've got to play West Brom on Wednesday coming up, and then they've got to play Cardiff, who are obviously three points ahead. So it's in their own hands. In, in all, you know, win, win out and um, win, win against Cardiff. I know it's um, I know it's a tough ask, but going into um, going coming out of lockdown and looking at the fixtures we had, we would have taken um, three wins on the bounce, and we didn't think that was going to happen. So I think the momentum is still with Derby, and if they can just find a way to break these teams down, I don't think obviously when when Derby played West Brom on Wednesday, West Brom would be looking to get the job done. So you, you you wouldn't expect them to sit back like Forest have done, and you wouldn't expect the same from Leeds either, um, or, or Brentford obviously, and, and Cardiff will be an interesting one because Neil Harris's teams they they do like to if they if they go into the game with the advantage to Cardiff, then that will be a, a similar game to the Forest match, and obviously Blues. On the last day of the season, I, I can see it going down to the wire, and that prospect sort of terrifies me, but also excites me at the same time. Do we think, Sarah? I've written down Brentford, Fulham, Forest. Uh, are they are they certain to be three of the playoff teams? And yeah. so, who do you think's the fourth? I think Derby might just sneak it if they can play better than they did in the first half, particularly on Saturday. I was surprised by that. I was expecting a bit more from them, and um, particularly with the run that they've been on previously. But I think if they can. If they can get back to playing perhaps a, you know, a bit more like how they do, then I think they might just get in there. But it is going to be close, definitely very close, I think. They've got a tough run, Derby. I know it seems, um, it seems like everybody has, but yeah, I think Derby might just get there. And it, it, I'm pretty, sure, pretty certain that Forrest are, are going to get a, a playoff place now. And I, I don't think they'll be too worried about who they face, really. Um, they seem to do better against the top sides. Mm. Um, and I, I don't over two legs. I don't think they they particularly fear taking on anybody. No, I mean it's it's Fulham tomorrow. I thought the best performance of the season was Fulham away. Uh, Fulham are a funny team, aren't they? Uh, well, how how do you see that game tomorrow? I think I think it'll be another another close game. They've all been pretty pretty tight for Forest since the restart, and there's not been a lot in them really. I I think it'll probably be pretty similar to the ones they've already played even though it's obviously at the city ground um I'm, I think probably still go into it wanting to win it's a big game they'll want to get those three points and I think pretty much make sure of a, a playoff place um albeit I think they're, they're probably just about there already but yeah it is a big game they'll, they'll they've obviously been unbeaten since the restart and they want to keep that going because you, you want to go into the playoffs with some momentum feeling good getting some good results behind you and particularly if it's against teams that you may face in there so they'll want to put one over on Fulham definitely and no Mitrovic Forrest I mean yeah. he, he's he's not like the big target man he's a lot more than that he's the best striker in the championship arguably um Forest do tend to struggle against that kind of player. So he's out. I mean, that's a big lift, isn't it? Oh, massive. Yeah, massive for, for Forrest going into that game, knowing that he's not playing. Um, yeah, he would be a, a, a tricky customer for them to handle. Um, I mean, for, Fulham's still got a decent team. They've still got good players and they can still cause Forrest problems if they want to. Um, but I think Forrest played so well against Derby. It was one of the, it was probably their best performance for a while even going back before um lockdown and they want to keep that going they want to put another another good performance in um I, i'm sure they will do but lamucci's really good tactically he got it spot on on saturday um and i'm sure he'll he'll have a it'd be interesting to see what team he picks actually um because i thought nuno da costa like you said did really good he's probably put a case for himself to start again um whether samba sal can start again i don't know um 
I, I think Forrest probably pick and choose now. Yeah, I don't think Saad could start, could he? No, I think Forrest will pick and choose what games they put him forward for now. Um, they obviously saw Derby as a big one and it, it helped having that kind of beefed up mid- midfield, if you like, with him and, and Watson and Yates. But yeah, I'd be surprised if he starts tomorrow. Um, but yeah, interesting to see what side he picks, whether Silver and Amiobi come back in. Um, He's got a few options now, Lamucci. I thought Diacarbi actually did quite well when he came on. He did. Let's give him some credit. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he caused him a few problems. He stretched Derby a little bit. I mean, he's obviously got pace. You can't argue against that. But he he looked a lot more composed and a lot better on the ball than he has done previously. Um, and if he can just find that final pass, then he's got something about him. Um, so whether he gets another chance, it'd be interesting to see. Rich, last one for you. Do you think Lamucci's got the edge on Koku as a coach? So uh, He certainly has tactically this season. He's won that battle so far, hasn't he? Do you think Koku can get the, get the better of him? He has. I really like Lamucci as a coach. Um, I remember watching the Leeds game um, in February and that was that was top class. That was really good from Lamucci. Obviously, we went and lost to Charlton. I think it was at home the following. And that seems to be the story of Forest season so far, doesn't it? So I take, mm-hmm. take a big step and then, then sort of drop points. But I, I think in terms of coaching and tactically, I... I don't know too much about, about that. I think they're both obviously their own coach. They've got their own tactical setups, but it, it, it's clear to see that Forest have Derby on have had Derby on the ropes for a good while now. I don't think Derby have beat Forest since um, what was it like uh, October 2017? That, that sort of time when Derby won two 0 and Vidra scored after like 20 seconds or something. I don't think I don't think Forest um, Forest have lost to Derby since then. So it just it, I think it must be more of a more of a, more of a just a general Derby Forest thing than Cocker and Lamucci that. I think um, I think certainly on on Saturday it seemed that Derby were we just didn't look didn't look I won't say lack of desire but just a lack of quality and and, and the lack of cutting edge. I think if the teams meet in the playoffs or even in the playoff final, it will just be a completely different circumstance altogether. Derby by then would have Lawrence and, and Waghorn back, and don't forget Andrew Wisdom as well, who um, mm. obviously has been out. Um, they missed him on on Saturday, but I think in terms of sort of ta- tactically between the, the, between the two of them, I think Lamucci was obviously that Carabao Cup game was one where Koku picked the kids. I think a lot of fans who went there and who who didn't go were very annoyed at that um, because they felt that Koku wasn't taking uh, the, the match seriously. He didn't know what it meant to the fans or the rest of it. I, I don't buy that personally. Um, obviously, in the um, was it November when Graben scored that that, that came as a just a, as a result of a mistake from Jaden Bogle so I don't think you can look too much into it in terms of that but certainly on Saturday that'll that'll give Derby a big wake-up call um, especially even if we do face Forrest in the playoff but I think, I think just in generally because Derby they did a job Forrest did a job on, on Derby then um, that was a, that was a big sort of big warning sign Sarah Forrest v Fulham prediction what do you think I got the Derby score right so. did you? Yeah, but I only said that because the other two had said their teams would win, so I just went in the middle. <laughs> I think Forest will win tomorrow. Um, I think it'll be 1-0. Rich, who have Derby got next? Uh, we've got West Brom on Wednesday evening, uh, away at the Hawthorns. Well, we'll give you two predictions then. You're the only guest who's ever had two predictions. What's your prediction for Forest v Fulham and then um, Derby v West Brom? I think Fulham, like you say, are a really funny team, aren't they? They just seem to be very... They, they seem to... Um, Put in some good performances one week and then just completely like just don't turn up the next. I know Scott Parker's had a bit of a, a bit of a tough time there. Some fans have wanted, wanted him out on occasion on, on occasion this season. So I think Forest will beat Fulham. Um, I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two nil. Um, and with regards to Derby West Brom, 
I'm going to take one one draw again. I'd take a draw, but draws might not be enough at this stage of the season. But I'll settle for a draw at West Brom. Thanks for joining us, folks. That was really a good discussion, a good breakdown of the game. We'll be back on Wednesday, uh, looking back on Forest v Fulham with Sarah, hopefully, and uh, whoever else I can rope in at the last minute. Rich, you you did a good turn. You've been playing tennis this morning. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Did you Um, win? No, I lost, but I've got another game later on, so it's in and then out again. Another game? Oh, Andy Murray. (laughs) Yeah, well, I get my money's worth. Well, thanks for joining us. If people like the episode, as always, please do like and subscribe. We really appreciate it, and we shall be back soon. Thanks very much, everyone. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.